0: What does it take to live a life of adventure? The truth is, the first step is always the hardest. That's the one that takes the most courage. But I've learned not to run from that fear and just do it. My Christian faith can be a little up and down like any relationship. It has struggles and it has doubts. But it's so often brought light to a dark path warmth to a cold mountain and strength to a failing body I remember crawling onto the summit of Everest and clearing the snow from my mask to see the curvature of the earth at the edges but finding a simple faith that empowers my life to me that's been my greatest adventure questions about life, try Alpha.
1: What up, Alive? I'm here with my boy, the Clay Harrington, and we're here to talk a little bit about Alpha and why you should come join it. Yo,
2: yo, check it out. See, Alpha is going down every Thursday night for nine weeks. This Thursday night coming up, the 8th, at 6 o'clock to 8.30. I would love for you, your friends, your friends' friends and your friends' 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 <laughs> friends to come through to Alpha to enjoy free food, fun, fellowship, we have a teaching, we break off into small groups and get this, for the first time ever if I have enough people from the college crew grou- from the college group the live crew and all that. We're gonna go ahead and establish your own group, okay? Yep. Led by my boy Kundai. Kundai. Kundai is gonna be leading that group along with other solid leaders. You're not gonna wanna miss it, okay? Come through with the free food, teaching, yep. small groups, alpha, nine weeks, starting this Thursday, the
1: eighth. Come through, holla at your boy. Yep. I even hear Kundai might buy ice cream for you guys. Night after wow. Alpha. DQ, wow. what? what? On, man. So, Kundai didn't know that. I'll give you the money, <laughs> But hey, this is amazing for new believers, yep. for people who just need to be revitalized in their faith. Right. It's at Big Church, the Vineyard Church. It's a way to be connected, just not in a live, mm. but in our home church. Mm. And you get to hear from Clay and yeah. awesome other speakers yeah. each week. Yeah. So, come check this out, guys. And thanks for being a part of small groups. All up. Peace. does this mic work or am I going to yell the whole time hello check check thank you well, what's up guys man sometimes when what's that saying when it rains it pours <laughs> and it's already like I'm sweating so it's raining on me oh thanks um well hey man we just really want to quick we good all right thank you uh we just want to promote small groups real quick we're super excited small groups is started in this week and out El- where's kundai at is he in here Please tell me Kundai is in here. Can someone grab him, please? All right, well, Kundai is not in here. (laughs) Man, everything's going wrong tonight, but it's all right. Jesus is good. Well, Kundai is leading our group on Thursday, and that's at Church Alpha. It's a course. You get free food, uh, clay, a pastor from Vineyard, and other speakers. I'll be there one week. And you just get to share and revitalize your faith. um, And it's super awesome cool thing you can come out to on Thursdays at 6. Kundai is going to be in back after the service with cards. Um, also, our small group leaders, they're going to be back there. We have upperclassmen for guys and girls on Wednesdays, uh, freshmen, uh, small groups on for guys and girls on Thursdays. And then we have a co-ed kind of worship, uh, just kind of party on Friday, which is going to be punk, We're super excited about. So um, check all the information's in the back for that, and uh, that will be by the drinks and snacks. So make sure to check that out. Um, but tonight, we kind of, going off last week, we want to talk about um, this, whole, this whole heartbeat of Alive, like I shared last week, kind of comes from this thing that we can't find out what our purpose is if we don't know who we are. And we, don't, we can't know who we are if we really don't know who our Father is. And that's where the whole kind of vision of Alive and the heartbeat of Alive came from. When I was in college, you know, partying and just trying to figure out always what my purpose was. I remember uh, in high school, I was going through a really hard time. I was kicked out of my house once, and I went to the football stadium. And I remember just looking up at the sky, yelling, like, God, are you even real? Who are you? And see, I couldn't figure out what my purpose was in life because I didn't know who I was in life. And I couldn't know who I was. I was on this journey of, like, who is Ryan Otto and what, what's my purpose? Because I really didn't know who my father was and where I came from. I knew about God. I was made to go to church uh, as a kid by my mom and grandma. And, I, I, you know, I knew that, you know, sometimes he's called the alpha and the omega and, you know, that he sent Jesus. But I didn't know him in my heart. He was just some, God, some thing that people talked about in a book. He wasn't real to me. And so this whole birth, this whole vision of alive is looking at who, what is our purpose? By first looking at who we are and who are we by looking at who is our father. So tonight, it's all dedicated to who the Father is. So real quick, I'm just going to pray again um, because we need a lot of prayer tonight (laughs) and uh, enter in. So Father, I just thank you, God, that you are faithful and you are good. And I thank you, God, that you you give us courage in times of fear, in times of when things are going wrong. And I just stood on the chair and yelled and probably freaked out these four girls in this row. But, hey, you're, when you come, you come in radical ways, and I thank you for that. And, God, I just pray that some people here can even be reminded of that at football games, in their classrooms, and at parties and places where you move in their hearts and they make a stand for what is right, that the enemy has been defeated and you are alive. So, God, we just, I just ask you to come and calm all nerves. And just move and have your way. Thank you that you are a God of grace, truth, and love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I uh, want to start with a question. And my question is Who is the Father? And who is our Father or your Father? And just think about that. You know, maybe you guys know your dads, but how did you really come to know your dad? Maybe like me, you grew up not really knowing your dad. And, and kind of not knowing your earthly dad propelled you or inspired you to know your heavenly dad. And so I just want you to think about that question tonight. Who is the father? Who is father God and who is your father to you in your heart? Again, I remember going to the football stadium and I was just, as I was praying for, for this message this week, just thinking of this story. And I, I, it just stood out to me when I was at the football stadium, and I was just, just didn't know who Ryan Otto was. I was tired of the things that constantly filled me up, or I thought filled me up, that gave me identity, and I was just done. And I remember looking up at the sky, just saying, God, who are you? And again, this, this whole vision of how can we know who we are if we don't know the one that sent us here? Right? How can we know? We, we have our last names. I said this last week because we, our parents gave us those last names. Because we were birthed to our parents. But have you ever thought about that on the scale of God? That he's not just this character talked about in a book. But do you know him in your heart? Do you reflect him on your good days and on your bad days? Because he lives in us. And as, we, as I was praying, I felt like, the, I was like, God, what do you want, what do you want everyone to know? How do I talk about you, the Father God, the Father of the universe, who created Jesus and everything that we know in one night? And honestly, the answer is I can't. But I felt like there was three things he wanted me to highlight. And it's that he's a God, he's a Father of grace, truth, and love. That he's a Father of grace, truth, and love if you're anything like me, I thought God kind of had a magnifying glass. I got in a lot of trouble growing up, and he was just waiting for me to mess up. He was just waiting to, to, get, to, to get on me, to yell at me, to rebuke me, that I would never felt good enough. And so that when I came to know Jesus and asked Jesus in my heart when I was 21 years old, you know, I was such a, a partier and did all these things wrong, then I thought I had to be a perfectionist and do all these things right. Because I, didn't, I knew about God. I knew a religious God. But I didn't know my father. And that he's a father of grace, truth, and love. So we look at this story with me. The scripture is going to be on the wall. Um, it comes from Luke chapter 15. And I'm not going to be able I'm going to do this since I have this mic. The word of the Lord says this. Jesus continued... There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he he divided his property among them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. His father ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead but is alive again. He was lost and now is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son, who was in the field working, when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, What was going on? Your brother has came, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has, he has had him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go into the party, so his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you, and yet you n- and never disobeyed any of your orders. Yet you never gave me even a younger goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But then this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes come home and yet you kill the most fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But, he ha- but we had to celebrate and be glad because the brother of yours was dead but is alive again. He was lost but now is found. And I know that that's a, that's a big story in a lot of scripture. Many of you who probably grew up in church have heard of that story. But I thought the story was so key because Jesus says, When you see me, you see the Father. And yet, when describing who his Father is, he shares this story. And I don't think that's a coincidence that Jesus shared this story because he, it, it's a parable, it's a parable, it's a story, a metaphor to show who his Father in heaven is. And, and just look at this verse, verse again with me. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son. Picture this in your, in, your, in your minds, guys. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the most fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. And I, I, just, I just think about that in, your, in my mind. I think about when I was off partying and, and how hurt, how much I hurt my family and, and did things. And if you could imagine how far you must have felt, maybe if you were that guy in that story, or maybe how far you have felt in your own life, or maybe how far you do feel right now. And I believe the Lord wants you to know, no matter how far you feel away from him, he is close to you. I say this to our leaders all the time, on our worst days, God still can use us. On our worst days, God still wants to use us. (laughs) When I call for Kundine, he's not here. I don't know where he is. God still wants to use him. When the sound or, any, or the, and my mics don't work, God still wants to use us. I know you're like, dude, get off of that. It's no big deal. <laughs> but, man, it's hard when, you, when, when things fall apart, whether it's in a service like this or in your own life. God still wants to use you. And I love the story that, that the, the father didn't stand far away from him. He didn't yell at him and say, how could you do this and this and this? He didn't even just wait for him with his arms crossed. But he ran to him. He ran to him and put his best robe on him. Took off his ring and put his ring on him. Hugged him and kissed him and said, my son, welcome home. My daughter, welcome home. And when the older son, you know, he comes kind of with this attitude because he was working to get affirmation, not working or living from affirmation. And he said, why didn't you ever do that for me? You never let me have a party. You never spent any money on me. You buy this guy the car, but you don't get me a car? What the heck? I've been working for you for years. I've never disobeyed you. But he was doing it, trying to earn approval rather than living from approval. And I believe the Father wants us to know that we don't need to work to earn his love. Yes, it hurts him when we make bad decisions and we make mistakes and we do things that hurt ourselves. And it hurts him because he loves us and he wants the best for us. But then he picks us back up. He looks us in the eye and says, I'm not done. I believe in you. You're my daughter. You're my son. You're my kid. You're a part of me and I'm a part of you. And he meets us where we're at. And I believe there's people in here right now, if you're anything like me, that I need to be reminded that he's a father of grace. The religious spirit, the enemy wants to paint a picture and make him something he's not. He loves us. He accepts us. He's always having open arms for us. No matter what we do in this life, the father's always there and willing to meet us where we're at if we let him. I love this verse from 1 Peter 5.10, and it says this, and the God of all grace, the God of all grace, so this proves that he's a God of grace. I'm not just making it up. (laughs) And the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, he himself will restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. After you have suffered a little while, He will make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And I just, I'm going to be honest, guys, you know, uh, usually this room is packed, if you guys are here. And and I'm standing back there, and I'm thinking, like, oh, my gosh, it hasn't been this, like, there hasn't been this um, amount of people since, like, maybe our first alive last year. We had, like, 55 people And I'm I'm not, like, a numbers guy, but it is exciting as, like, numbers keep coming in. And we hit the, like, you know, 85 mark or 75 mark, 100. And then we hit up 150. And I'm thinking, like, the whole time I'm standing back there, like, Lord, what's going on? Have I done something wrong? Like, that's where my mind goes to right away. And then, like, the sound issues or I can't find people that I need. And, like, what's going wrong? Like, what's going wrong? And I just feel like the Lord's, like, I'm refocusing you. Tonight's about me, and I'm reminding you who I am. And sometimes that happens through hard times. You know, sometimes that happens when things go wrong. Sometimes that happens when the people that you think or want that are going to be there, whether in life or in a service or on your team or coach or whatever, isn't there. And he reminds us that that you know the enemy right away wanted to make it think that I've done something wrong, that that I'm failing, that people aren't coming. And he just reminded me, if five people are here, ten people are here, that's enough. If one person feels the love of Jesus tonight, that's enough. Whether I have a microphone or I don't, that's enough. I don't...
3: The words you are about to experience are true. They will change your life if you let them, for they come from the very heart of God. He loves you, and he is the father you have been looking for all your life. This is his love letter. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but am the complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you simply because you are my child and I am your father. My thoughts toward you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul, and I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are broken hearted I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me and nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home, and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father, and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child?
1: I, just, I love that video and i've watched I know it's a, maybe a little cheesy, <laughs> but uh, I just love how the whole video is just scripture now i I'll, I'll be honest with you guys sometimes i've just watched that video over and over and just let that and I cried and just let that truth seep into my heart because there's things I know in my head but didn't know in my heart and um, as I was praying last night uh, for the message and for the service. I just This is my good buddy, David, and he's a coach here, and, but maybe some of you guys don't know that uh, we met on the world race when we went to 11 countries in 11 months, and when he, the world race was over, uh, he was going to move to California, and I just said, hey, would you pray about coming out here? And he prayed for a couple weeks and said, hey, I'm moving out there. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I had to get him, you know I had to help him find an apartment, and he's got a job, and he's got so many friends and special people in his life now, and this is home. And, uh, but he has a story, and uh, he's going to share his, a little bit of his story tonight about how God has touched his heart and showed him that he's not just a God, but he's Father. Thanks, Ry.
2: Yeah, so a little bit about me. Uh, I was born in Cody, Wyoming, um, which is, I really don't remember too much about it. Uh, I was like only there until about four years old, and then a huge shift happened. And uh, my parents got divorced i 'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to that and how that 's more common than not and uh, so growing up, uh, I just remember this memory i 'm like sitting in the back of the car i 'm seeing like my parents like like fighting and arguing, and I don't, like i 'm so young at the time. I don't understand really what's happening, but I just remember not feeling okay in the moment. So fast forward a little bit, uh, they divorced and my dad moved to South Carolina and my mom took my sister and I down to Georgia. And uh, <laughs> a little bit about my dad, is, uh, his name is Steven Gary Hamilton. Guys, I love my dad. And I would see him about once, maybe twice a month growing up. And uh, <laughs> he always had such a great smile. I think that's where I kind of got it. <laughs> and uh, gnarly beard, he wore flannels, a trucker hat. You can tell kind of right now, it's, I'm getting kind of emotional because he died when I was on the age of 14. And God, I didn't even know God at the time, but His death affected me in such a way. And I remember I was like, "God, if you're real, why would you let this happen? I don't understand." My dad was a good guy. I loved him with all my heart. He treated me well. I only saw him for a bit, but he spoiled me. <laughs> he would like buy me candy and. You know, a lot of it was good, but a lot of it, he wasn't a father. He was more of a friend because he could only see me a little bit. And uh, some of my last few memories is just connecting with him, like, in not the best ways. Just even, like, connecting with him by doing drugs. And, uh... I just remember, uh, (laughs) I remember his heart for me. It's kind of hard to explain his heart, but he he was just so for me. Anyways, when he died, I didn't know what to do, what to go, what to happen. And um, a few years later, uh, my mom got remarried. And this has been about 14 or 15 years. She got remarried to this uh, very, very devout Catholic. So I went to this church, and uh, I still don't know anything about God, but I saw all these things happen. And uh, I just remember thinking, I'm like, why are people judging? Why are people acting a certain way? Like, I think I hear a little bit about Jesus, but this just doesn't seem right. And so I went into the military, and my whole life I was looking for something that I never had. I was looking really for a connection and the deep truth of a father's love, which spun me deeper into alcohol, which spun me deeper into addictions, which spun me into a lot of different things. To make a long story short, I got saved at the age of 23 and the first two years were incredible. I learned about who Jesus was and the power of the Holy Spirit, but I didn't know God as a father. That's still never connected in my mind. I, like, I hear people say father, I hear people say dad. I don't even know what that means. My heart just didn't understand. And it wasn't until I went on the world race And I started seeing the third part of the Trinity. I started seeing what Jesus was talking about, the intimate part as a father. And guys, if you don't know this, it's okay. It's been a growing journey for me. And it was actually just this summer, I had a really, really, really good friend that was like my sister who died. And it was the closest death I've had since my dad died. And it reopened this wound in my life. And I remember I found out, I saw her uh, before she died. She was extremely sick. She had cancer in her brain. It was excessive. It was pushing her brain out into her skull. And would be, she became very paranoid. It was just so heartbreaking. I get a call a few days later and said, yeah, she's with the Lord. You know, and... In the Bible, I'm supposed to celebrate. But all I felt like doing was just crying. I just broke down. I was just crying. And God's been taking me into a place of that wound where my dad died. And he's been healing a lot of saying, my son, you are worthy to be comforted. I never connected so much in my life. Because I always look for a father's love in all the wrong places. You can chase in every single place in this world. But the father's love is what touches a heart. And there's a lot of wounds. I know that I know that I know that we all have wounds because our our earthly father is not perfect, but our heavenly father, (laughs) he's trustworthy. And he's changed my heart and he's allowed the comfort of the wound change, and I'm still growing into it, I'm shifting and saying, Daddy, and trying to allow that truth and like the the love letter, all that come deeper in my heart. So that's a little bit about my story and um, how God's been faithful and allowing me to try to see that third part of the Trinity. I'm like, I kind of understand Jesus. I get the Holy Spirit, but what are you, Father? Who is Father? And he's been showing me that, and he wants to show that to you. I guarantee that's so his heart. He wants nothing more but to show you that.
1: That's good, David. And as you guys can tell, stay up here. This this isn't a, a thing, a concept that he's just talking about, right? It's not a math equation. It's not something out there, but it's something that's happened in here. He can't just talk about it and not get emotional because of how real it is to him. And I've known David for, what, two or three years now, and, you know, I've seen him journeying, you know, through this kind of the loss of his earthly father. But I've also seen how he's gained his heavenly father. And as he's gained and learned the identity of who his father is, he's learned the identity of who he is. And now he's operating, really getting to understand what his purpose is. After all these years of in the military, living in Italy, and, and trying to find his purpose in so many different things and people. He had to let go and the onion had to unravel in a different way. And as he began to find his father, he's beginning to find out who David Hamilton is. And now, he's being set to what his purpose is. And that's an amazing, amazing story. So David, would you just pray over us that the Father would have his way in each one of our journeys. Would you stand with us, please? And would you just, if you feel comfortable, I know it's a little weird, I know it's hot in here, uh, would you just hold out your hands and just like you're receiving a gift?
2: Yeah. (laughs) So Father, thank you. Thank you that we can call you Father. And it might feel weird, it might feel formed, But you're patient, you're kind, and you're loving. So allow us to be open. Allow us to let you father us. Let our hearts receive the fullness of who you are as Abba, as dad, as daddy, as father. I thank you, Father, that you will never leave us or forsake us because you're proud. You're proud of every son and daughter of your kid. The Father just smiles on all of us. So, Father, do what only you can do in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds.
1: In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, David. So, guys, we're going to go a little bit of a different direction and, uh, it's, it's 9.30. We want to honor your time. So if you need to go, just know that you can be dismissed. But we would ask for you just to exit quietly because we got a couple more songs we're going to sing. I really believe God's going to do something. There's going to be small group leaders, some of my small group leaders. If you guys want to go in the lobby now so people can talk to you, that would be awesome. But also, guys, if there's something resonating in your heart about the Father's love and you don't know the Father, we're also going to have leaders in the back. And they're going to be in the room, and they would just love to pray for you. So I just, I just ask you to take a risk and let someone partner with you. And let someone pray with you. Not because they're better, but because they can connect with what you're going through and let you know that you're not alone. Thanks for coming out. We're family. We hope to see you next week.
0: Cause I'm no longer to fear cause I am a child of God cause I'm no longer to fear for I